Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. No, summer is pretty much done and over, and it's no fall will be here, and the cool temperatures will be here as well. So get it over to Leon Tailoring. They can keep you nice and warm without burning a hole in your pocket. So maybe a little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a nice long sleeve shirt, or for ladies, maybe a nice heavier blouse, or a heavier skirt, or a dress. No matter what it is, you can get over at Leon Tailoring. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy, they'll take care of you like they've been taking care of me. Almost 20 years since I've been here in Indianapolis, they've been here longer than 100 years. So swing up by Leon Tailoring and tell them Dual sent you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware and downtown Indianapolis. Well, as Indiana lawmakers look to get health care costs under control here in Indiana, Indiana hospitals say they're doing their part. So joining us in studio is our good friend Brian Tabor, the Indiana Hospital Association. Brian, my friend, always good to have you here. Thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having me on, Abdul. Appreciate it. Uh, so help us out with health care costs. How are they in Indiana these days? You, you know, look, health care costs overall are uh, a real a real problem, right? I mean, we, we, we do have to focus on affordability across the board uh, and, and address health care costs for a couple of reasons. One is it certainly impacts uh, everyday Americans and everyday Hoosiers as far as what they, you know, their out-of-pocket expenses would be. Um, and we also have to look at, you know, the sustainability of, of some of our, our programs like Medicare and so forth over the long haul. That being said, what we need to do is go in with the right data, uh, and make sure that we have an informed decision that reflects the complexity that we have within our healthcare system. Uh, so while affordability and reducing costs is absolutely something that we are focused on, this is also a really difficult time financially for hospitals across the state to continue providing services to, to Hoosiers that need care. Um, so we, while we need to work on affordability, uh, we need to make sure we don't have short-sighted solutions uh, or uh, short-sighted fixes that have unintended consequences. Uh, one of the things that popped up uh, during the Indian lawmakers are having their health care task force looking at the health care-related issues uh, was the issue of, quote-unquote, monopolies, mm-hmm. saying that uh, Indian hospitals have monopolies, and because there's no competition, that's what's driving up health care costs. How, how do you respond to that? I think it's pretty silly. Uh, I, I, you know, let's just start with Indianapolis, uh, Central Indiana, uh, one of the most competitive marketplaces for hospitals in the country. Uh, I think that's not disputed. Uh, you could look at many different measures, uh, and they would show. I mean, we've got just multiple large health systems that cover this region. We have county hospitals that ring the area that are very healthy. Um, we have also have a lot of other competition uh, just in the marketplace across the board. Uh, and even when you go out to most of our uh, cities in Indiana, whether that's Fort Wayne, uh, Evansville, uh, northwest Indiana, down or along Cincinnati, you, you have at, at least two health systems, uh, in some cases more than that. You know, Fort Wayne's a good example. There have been two health systems there uh, uh, um, uh, competing uh, for a long time, and now there's a third uh, in, in that market as Fort Wayne grows, which is what you would expect. There's population growth more. In some rural areas, uh, is there one hospital? Uh, sometimes maybe two? Yes. But uh, I don't know how many specific hospitals you would expect to be in a you know a rural area or maybe a a town or a city with declining population really i think the concern i have more is how do we keep some of those places open um uh, but uh yeah i think uh if we want to talk about competition uh there are other areas in indiana i think that uh need a, a hard look that could be our insurance market which is really there's two players that dominate that across the whole state 
uh, pharmacy benefit managers, all of the drugs we get through our insurance controlled by about four or five entities across the whole country. Uh, we really have a lot of hospital competition here in Indiana. Because I know one of the, the big things that Rob during the during the last healthcare task force uh, was basically uh, the, the antitrust lawyers filing a lawsuit against Indiana's hospital saying you guys are need to break them up like, you know, like you know, like the old railroad system and the old steel industry. Uh, I, I heard one of the I heard one of the individuals testify make some comments along those lines. Uh, I, I don't know anything about that specifically. Uh, there's a lot of rhetoric from certain voices out there that I think, quite frankly, don't have uh, a deep understanding of healthcare and health economics, um, who may make comments along those lines. I think there are some people that have decided uh, that they. Uh, going to take a very uh, narrow view uh, of, of health care. Uh, they've decided to take kind of an adversarial position against hospitals. Uh, and I think one of the problems with that approach, and we've seen some of this over the last couple of years, I do hope this committee this summer is kind of a turning point where we have, and I think uh, the chairman has talked about this, having a more holistic view is we know that health care costs are an issue, but we need to figure out where Indiana stands and where we need to work. Indiana, our healthcare costs, there's a new uh, report out from the federal government. It's data that I think pretty much everyone relies on about insurance premiums. Uh, again, this year, our premiums for an individual and a family, they're right around the national average, a little bit under actually, right around the average of our neighboring states. So we are not this outlier uh, that I think some of these critics would like to portray Indiana as. And I don't think that's healthy. I think it hurts the reputation of Indiana, and it's also the wrong data point from which to start a serious policy conversation. Our guest on the program today is Brian Tabor. Brian is the head of the Indiana Hospital Association. So we're talking about uh, health care costs as Indiana lawmakers look for ways to get health care costs under control. Uh, Brian, uh, you and I have had this conversation lots mm-hmm. of times in the past. What have hospitals done to kind of rein in some of the costs? Obviously, you've got pharmacy benefit managers, you've got yeah. the insurance industry. But what have, what have hospitals done in their, in their neck of the woods to get costs under control? So uh, we've seen hospitals uh, just... Uh, and, and it's unfortunate. There are unfortunate choices that have to be made. Uh, but uh, having to reduce some services, um, uh, we have, while it is, we still have tremendous shortages on the provider side. Um, we, there are still more nurses and physicians that we need in Indiana. Um, you know, we have seen some uh, targeted and strategic uh, job reductions in, in other parts of the operations. Um, the deployment of technology has really been kind of a game changer. We saw telehealth really take a huge leap forward during the pandemic. Um, that has allowed us to deploy uh, some uh, services, not just in rural areas, really anywhere, um, without some of the cost of the overhead associated with, with bricks and mortar. Uh, so there are a lot of strategies underway to provide healthcare more efficiently because we know affordability uh, is an issue. But again, when you look at um, the financial state of many of our hospitals in Indiana, I represent at the association about 170 facilities across the state, uh, and we have a number I would say several, if not uh, a couple dozen hospitals that I think are today in very precarious state. Uh, And even those others that traditionally have, I think, weathered the storm fairly well, the ups and downs of economic times. Some of our largest health systems uh, saw massive financial losses last year. Their days cash on hand are reduced. Um, And so I think, again, going back to, I'll just refer back to the, the picture that I think some of the the critics tried to paint. They're using a lot of 
outdated statistics to say, oh, you know, there's all this um, kind of this fat that needs to be cut and we need the hospitals to do more. I would say we are doing our part. And we also have to be very careful uh, because we don't want to see dramatic reductions in service and access for Hoosiers. Uh, we saw through the pandemic, we need strong hospitals. We need them to be there for uh, Hoosiers when, when they need care. Um, what have hospitals done in the, in the area of transparency? So uh, a lot. Uh, I know this is a favorite topic of yours, uh, something we've <laughs> talked about before. And uh, I want you to know it's not only because of you, Abdul, but, uh, but certainly we recognize that um, not only is this an issue for policymakers, but I, I think in the market, uh, many of our members realize this is what patients want. Patients are looking for um, – to, to shop around when they can. Now, not all services, you're not necessarily shopping if you're, you know, in immediate need of service. But if you have um, need a surgery or an image, uh, there are new tools for, for patients to go on to the hospital's website, put in one's insurance, ask for an estimate. Uh, that We're seeing more of that deployed online to be able to not just on a, on a computer, but even to do that on a phone. Indiana is was just ranked the fourth most transparent state when it comes to hospital pricing in the country. And the only three states above us are kind of small, Connecticut, Rhode Island, with fewer hospitals. So we're we're the largest state to rank that high. So uh, I I think that says a lot that we're fourth in the country, that we've been working on this for a while. We've embraced it. So it is much easier now for people to get that uh, estimate of not just even what the total cost is. We provide that, but what's your out-of-pocket cost? And that takes a lot of work because the hospital, we can tell you maybe what the service costs, but there's a lot of labor involved. Sometimes uh, someone at the hospital has to call the insurance company and say, how much do you have left in your deductible? Okay, you've got $500 left, and, and then here's what your coinsurance is. So it is complicated, but we are making sure that there are people, not just online tools, but also people, human beings that can be there to help connect with individuals and navigate through their insurance because insurance is complicated. Our guest on the program today is our good friend Brian Tabor. Brian is head of the Indiana Hospital Association. So we're talking today about hospital uh, and healthcare costs. Uh, Brian, something I always kind of wondered, uh, and this is if, if, it, if it's too out there, just let me know. Uh, when I had my health issue earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I, we pay for our health care costs out of pocket because we're relatively healthy people this, this past spring, not, yeah, not, not, well. not notwithstanding. Um, but when I when I got my bill, uh, it was like 37 grand and some change. They realized we were paying out of pocket. They lowered it to 20. Why can't they charge me 20 all the time <laughs> as opposed to... Right. Well, uh, so... Like I said, it's kind of a weird question, but I figured no, I got no, you here. I may as well ask. No, look, look, the, the pricing structure uh, within healthcare is complicated, and it is also, in some ways, has been dictated by the federal government for a long time. One of the, the biggest things that is a frustration, I know, and I, I think when you talk about the 37000 uh, it's probably the charges. Uh, The charge is sort of this list price that hospitals are required to keep. It's a government regulation. It goes back for a a long time. It's not all that relevant to really an individual, uh, even if you're even if you did have insurance. Insurance has negotiated another price um, uh, separate from that. And so that charge master list, the 37000 that you talked about, it's a bit of an artifact. And so what we are moving to now is hospitals will have posted prices for what the insurance rate has been negotiated. And I say that is the real price. That's the price when we think about price. Um, or what uh, 
what the uh, price of services are for those that are, are paying cash. Uh, that is part of the new transparency requirements that our hospitals are, are complying with. Uh, and so that price that you paid um, is part of the, the pricing menu. That's what I would say the real price. But that charge, which is really an artifact of kind of the old system, uh, it it, it does make it seem more more confusing. Um, it would be nice if we could get rid of that government regulation and kind of move away from it. But I would say in this new area of transparency, we are having real-time access to real pricing. Um, and I think over the last three or four years, you know, uh, there's been a lot of progress made where you're going to be able to go kind of look online and not only look for the price at that specific facility, but to be able to compare across the region and also look at quality too. So, how much uh, have government regulations increased the cost of healthcare? Uh, it is one of the most. Or it's like asking how big is big. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, and uh, there are always requirements. I mean, healthcare is uh, one of the most regulated um, sectors, I think, out there. One of the the things that we really need to take a look at in Indiana is not just on the government, on the regulation side, but also uh, the price that government pays for services. So uh, the cost of Medicare, for example, or the the reimbursement rates that the government pays for Medicare, about 87 cents on every dollar of cost. Uh, And so hospitals can't lose you know the, that on, on every patient that they see without having to make it up somewhere else uh, and on Medicaid in here in Indiana it's about 57 cents on every dollar of cost for a Medicaid patient now for most hospitals in the state of Indiana on a given day 75 between 60 maybe 66 and 75 percent of their patients are Medicaid or Medicare patients right so for all of those patients in the hospital the government, federal government and the state are paying less than the cost of care. Unfortunately, that forces costs over to those paying with private insurance or out-of-pocket. And so one of the topics that the General Assembly is going to look at this summer is what the appropriate rates for Medicaid should be, and it will help reduce that cost shift. So government regulation, absolutely, there's more we could do to cut red tape. But what I think we really need to take a look at on an urgent basis are the rates that are paid in Medicaid to hospitals and other providers. Legislature did some good work in the budget for uh, physicians, but we need to do more. Brian Tabor with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Uh, Brian, I want to switch back to what we talk about, uh, sort, of how the, the, sort of the competition, mm-hmm. uh, hospitals closing. Uh, Perry Memorial uh, down in Perry County uh, uh, is having issues. Parkview Health, uh, like the Grange, DeKalb counties are having issues. I remember you telling me that it's not just those areas that are having issues as well, particularly in rural areas. Yeah, we're uh, – and this is on the closure of, yeah. of OB, right? So uh, where, uh, you know, your traditional hospital delivery rooms uh, that have been uh, – that are that are in our, our hospitals across the state. Uh, unfortunately, we've seen eight or nine, I think uh, – the number may even be a bit higher. A couple of those that you mentioned, I may not have in that total over the last 12 months. And I think there are also several that are on the bubble today. And I, this, there are a number of factors. Uh, I, finances and the strain on, on hospitals may be a portion of that. But it is really hard to recruit and retain the providers that you need to deliver that service in a reliable and safe way, uh, it, it's more challenging than ever. Uh, so 
we have a number of hospitals, and I know one of the ones that you mentioned, I was speaking um, with their leader, and they had one obstetrician for that this, this rural area uh, and used to be able to get backup coverage from another physician that lived nearby. And one of the physicians retired. The other uh, moved uh, somewhere. I don't know if it was out of state or somewhere in state. And the length of time that it would take to recruit another individual uh, to that community, a rural community, so you have to pay a big premium to get someone to to come in many cases, not all cases, but many cases. Uh, And it's not just the doctor. Uh, with the increasing standards, you talked about regulation, there are higher standards now for how we deliver those services for babies to make sure moms and babies are safe. Uh, You have to have trained OB delivery nurses, and we're seeing a lot of those nurses retire early. Um, The burnout from the pandemic is is certainly a factor. Uh, There's a lot of strain just in the healthcare system. And so from a manpower situation, uh, you add that into the financial strain, and it is going to be uh, harder and harder to to continue to provide that service. We're doing everything we can to make sure that for those moms in those areas that they have access to care before they deliver and after they deliver. Um, but again, I talked about it a couple minutes ago, you know, on the Medicaid side, I think there are some things that we could do to increase rates. Uh, about half, if not, I believe more than half now of the babies delivered in Indiana, uh, Medicaid is, is the the payer that is the insurance that that help that covers that cost and when that's only paying 57 cents uh, for every dollar of cost uh, some of these hospitals and it could be an urban area rural area where most of the mothers and the babies are covered by medicaid uh, that's difficult to sustain those losses over a long period of time so i i, I do think we need some urgent solutions to uh to address that trend i got about a minute so left. if you had a magic wand could wave it how would you fix indiana's health care issue uh, I think we first need to see where we really stand. I think there's been a lot of rhetoric, uh, a lot, uh, and some folks uh, I think who kind of chirp in from the sidelines that maybe don't have uh, a deep understanding. I'm thinking about some of the, the critics that spoke in the committee, um, but I do th- am hopeful about this uh, this uh, healthcare task force that's underway. I think from the chairman and other members, they do want to take a serious look at where we uh, really stand. I think bust some of the myths that have been out there, and then from there, I, I think we do need to look at new solutions for businesses. Okay, so let's figure out where we rank. Um, one of the other experts, actually, the, the healthcare economist who did testify in that committee said, you know, I think some businesses need to take a look at how they do their insurance. Maybe instead of being self-insured, they could move to a fully insured model. Uh, Indiana's kind of is an outlier there. Almost all of our business is self-insured. It may make some more sense for folks to look at a different model, maybe even contract directly with a hospital. There's a lot of potential uh, for savings there. So I think we need to change the way we deliver healthcare. That's a big task. But before we can make the change, we've got to understand really where we are. And I think part of that is busting some of the myths that are out there. All right. Well, our guest on the program today has been our good friend, Brian Tabor. Brian's with the Indiana Hospital Association. Brian, my friend, always good to chat with you, friend. Thanks for coming by today. Hey, Abdul. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.